1: And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You've made it here again. What a fantastic show we have for you today. An amazing guest, Cornelius the Comic, is back, and we talk all things parenting and comedic skills in parenting. We talk about his upcoming shows. That not one, but two shows that he has coming up. And let's not forget the wonder of the journey on the magic mushroom. Let's do this. We've got little time. Let's do it. Hey, Keep change and yes, welcome back to the show for this Tuesday, the 25th of August 2020, man, have you caught me on a roller coaster of a day. I'm telling you, I'm not even joking. If I was recording this literally 10 minutes ago, I mean, maybe you can feel the tension of my voice right now, but if, like 10 minutes ago. I would have been just effing and blinding and screaming down the microphone to you um, because of just absolute, complete and utter, pure irritation. And it's not because of anything that's going on in the world. It's not because of COVID-19. It's not because of Golfgate. It's not because of the politicians in this country. None of that. None, absolutely none of that. I literally, I'm going through detox and it's killing me. I mean, I say that as if I'm going through, as if I'm in, in a week of detox. I'm literally, um, as at the time of recording this, I'm probably not even, I'm definitely not even 24 hours into detox. <laughs> and I am fucking, the last couple of hours, the irritation has come on me like a motherfucker. And it's all because of sugar. I know, I know, I'm not going to say, like, this is definitely not a podcast topic that I'm going to be doing later on in episodes because it's just too fucking irritating already (laughs) it's a it is a it is a change of diet and it's um i don't know if some of you this is a long time ago now and i don't even i definitely was doing was it in the podcast i don't quite remember But some of you may recall that I did in in the middle of winter, in the middle of the snow blizzards here in Ireland, I went on a juicing uh, diet for like, I only lasted three and a half, maybe four days. I was crying at the end of it where I did nothing else. I didn't eat any solids. I did nothing except for drink green juice. And man, was it a... (laughs) <laughs> three days as, as in hindsight a couple of them like, as my girlfriend it was a kind of a test for her as well she is a nutritionist so she was tr- she does experiment on these things on me and she was talking to one of her friends in another country who's a nutritionist who said yeah you just have to make sure that the mental health state is good before they take on such difficult tasks as going on a two week juicing diet Whew. honestly I was crying I was crying after three and a half days and she was like here have a cracker <laughs> Oh, man. But what I'm doing at the moment is... Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm physically sweating here. I'm sitting here. I'm having sweats. And I have a headache. I'm having... I've just had another coffee in the afternoon. Um, and I don't usually do that. I usually have my coffee in the morning. And that's it. But I'm having another coffee in the afternoon. And it's just... Whew, I am fucking irritated. Um, it's sugar. And and I think it's the bread that my body's going... Where's your bread? Where's the bread, Stephen? Where's your bread? Your pasta... Why am I American right now? Maybe it's because I miss Jenna and she's on holiday. Jenna, where the hell are you? Um, Jenna's on holidays. But yeah, I'm fucking irritated right now. And um, I'm doing a, a keto, a two-week keto thing. Some of you may or may not know what keto is. I don't know. Um, I, to be honest with you, I know vaguely what it is. But basically, because of all the running I'm doing, it's a specific... Type of running, the whole math thing, and blah blah blah. blah told you all about it, but uh, um, as part of it, like the running training thing, is actually only one aspect of it. And I'm up to doing about eighty kilometers a week. I'm loving it, really enjoying it. But then the other, like the the really important bit, and they say actually nutrition is probably more important than the running training, apparently. And I'm doing well, but like my pace is probably not going to get a lot faster until I lose a bit more weight. And it's just you know, it's just the fat round the. The dad bod area. So I'm doing this two-week keto. I think it's a cleansing thing. I don't know. It doesn't mean to be fair that I have to eat any less. I get to eat as much as I want, but there's certain things that you cannot eat. So bread is out. Flour is out. Grains are out. Um, what else is out? Any processed meats. Now, I did look up bacon and rashers in it. It's out. It's out. Sausages are out meat I can eat meat um, and it's basically loads of fats so what you're doing is training your body to feed on fat instead of sugar um because like when you eat carbs and bread and all that kind of stuff it basically turns the sugar in your body and your body gets used gets used to feeding on that what's happening inside my body right now it's going where the fuck is the sugar where's the bread where's the where's the you know the the sweet croissant I uh, so like I knew this is weird like I've been talking about doing it for weeks, and finally my girlfriend because. Part of the reason this is happening is she's really enjoying the experimentation of this as a nutritionist. So she was doing the shopping and she was like, right, let's do this tomorrow. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, yeah grand. And I just say, yeah. And I'm actually not doing a huge amount. She went and did all the shopping. She's created a menu for the whole week. Showed me the whole menu because she's excited because she knows she can recommend this kind of thing to somebody later on down the line from her work. So I am kind of a guinea pig here. And um, so she's done... Loads of work. She's done all the work in it. And I last night I was like, fuck this. I got a bag of chips. And I tried to I tried to go for two takeaways last night. That's how fucking I was like, oh, this is the last night I better fucking pig out. And I forgot there was Ben and Jerry's caramel choo-choo in the freezer. I didn't have it. And there I saw it this morning and like, no, goddammit. It's at least two weeks before I can have that. But hopefully that like I think what happens is there's a few First, difficult days, irritated days like today. And possibly by next week's podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be fine. I'll be like, oh, I'm just so happy and I'm skinny. I can't even believe people eat bread. And I'll be one of those cunts. I said cunt. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is, I'm sure that word is extremely offensive to people in certain cultures. But in Cork, it's grand. I'm actually dizzy. Fucking hell. Anyway, thank you to everybody for all the messages last week. I I think my tactic was perfect last week because I wanted to make something like the John Hume episode. I'm interested in making episodes like that. I mean, there's so many fascinating things going on in the world right now that how could you not talk about them if you have a platform like a podcast? But also, I, I don't find politics funny all the time. Do you know what I mean? I think it's like... For example, all the shit that's happened in Ireland the last week, and everyone's making jokes about the trampoline, golf gate, etc., cetera, etc. Yeah, th- th- all the jokes that people are making on it, nobody's coming up at any original angle on this. Nobody's making it actually funny, because to me, it's not fucking funny. It's annoying. It's It's like, this is bullshit. What I do like about Ireland, which you don't have in the US, which you don't have in the UK right now, is that people are kicking up a stink, and the media are uh, like uh, certain journalists are going for the politicians and people are getting dropped like flies right, left and center. We've gone through a second minister for agriculture in the last 54 days. He got the boot because he did something that he wasn't supposed to do. For those of you who don't know, there was basically more restrictions put back on the whole of society where indoor gatherings are not going to be allowed for more than six people. The very next day, the Oireachtas Golfing Society, uh, the government buildings golfing society, went and had an 80-people-full dinner out in Galway. And it was full of uh, supreme judges, ex-politicians, current politicians, current ministers for agriculture. The current commissioner for the European Union was there. Um And lots of those people have since resigned because they know they shouldn't have done it, etc, etc. But I do like that about Ireland. It hasn't always been that way, but we're certainly, and it's not cancel culture, it's holding people to account for the things that they're not doing. If, every, if people can't go to the funerals of their loved ones, why the fuck would politicians get to go to a fucking golfing society? Huh? Why would they be getting... Well, the, the EU commissioner won a prize at this golf dinner of a fucking George Foreman grill. Why is he getting a George Foreman grill when we're not allowed to go to funerals? It's absolute horseshit. but I do like that about Ireland because it's fucking white hot at the moment. The Taoiseach was on the radio this morning trying to explain things. Claire Byrne, journalist, is absolutely grilling him. Look at the shit that's going on over in the UK. You don't get any of that. Fucking Dominic Cummings... One of like the members of cabinet, you know, breaking lockdown rules all over the place. And he's still in the job for the Tory party. And Boris is like, it'll be fine. So I do, I mean, it is, it's, been, it's been car crash stuff in Ireland the last couple of weeks with the easing of lockdown, restrictions, bad communication from government, fucking everybody over all over the place, including uh, uh, artists like myself who have to go and make a living performing. And um, But they are being held to account somewhat. And I do like that because, you know, people are fighting back on it. And I do like that. That's why I wanted to talk about uh, uh, that's why sometimes, you know, it's not it's just not funny. (laughs) Um, And that's why I do like doing episodes like I did with the John Hume episode. I do like that kind of uh, stuff where it's like John Hume was an inspirational character. So why wouldn't I want to make a a podcast um, with him? And I understand that you guys come to me for comedy and for the crack and all that stuff. And that's great. But as a few people, and I'm very grateful, I think Ken in particular and a couple of other people sent really encouraging messages about the John Hume episode, encouraging me to go off and to, be, to allow myself, to give myself the license to go, I can do serious episodes of stuff if I want to, if I'm interested in stuff. And, um, and that's cool as well. Because obviously people come to me as a comedian, and you know that was the start off of the podcast. It was like you know interesting conversations and funny chats. But I am I am a comedian at the end of the day. But not every podcast has to be you know me and Jenna talking about snoring, which was great. Let's be honest. But I liked the tactic where I made the two episodes and I dropped them together at the same time, so that I wasn't fucking with your expectations. So there was a funny episode and a serious episode went out in the same day. So thank you to everybody who did send messages about the John Hume episode. And please share it. If you're ignorant to the politics of what's going on in Northern Ireland, you really, and especially if you're Irish, I mean, that's why I made it. There's so many people on this island who are completely ignorant to what it is that John Hume was and what he represented and what he's created on our island. And that's fine if if you don't know about that stuff because they didn't teach you about it in school. So that's absolutely fine. It's something, this is a person that you should know about. If you do know about it, and if you're one of the people that sent me a message uh, thanking me for the episode, do share it. Tell other people about it. Um, And I will be making more stuff like that in the future. Like, there's, there's, the stuff that is going on in the world right now is crazy. Belarus, there's essentially a peaceful revolution going on now. There's been a dictator been in power for over twenty years over there right now, uh, Alexander Lukashenko. And he basically they've rigged the latest election. He's saying that he won the the election by eighty percent to twenty percent, which is horseshit because if he did, why would there be for now, nearly two weeks? why would there be every citizen, in the country of Belarus, out on the streets protesting peacefully? peacefully even though they're being arrested and beaten, they're beating the shit out of them in police cells and then releasing them again they're still peacefully protesting it's fantastic but it's important that we do talk about that stuff as well the best coverage of all this uh, at the moment is happening on the BBC if you go onto the BBC News website you'll find out about Alex- Alexander Lukashenko and Svetlana Tikhanovskaya I think anyway she was the one who uh, was at the opposition. She wasn't even a politician up until recently. I think she was a school teacher. They voted for her, and she's fled to another country. Her husband has been arrested, and she's fled to nearby Lithuania. Her kids are still in Belarus. She's obviously fled because she fears her own safety. Um, but basically, Belarus voted for her. And the EU has said that they do not recognize the results of this election, that it was a fix. Um, Ireland has said that. The EU has said that. The United Kingdom has said they do not recognize this. Angela Merkel of Germany has said that. This is fascinating stuff. This is an actual revolution happening in real time now. Get on it. Check it out. That's why I want to do something about John Hume, because he was a peaceful revolutionary who brought equal rights to Catholic people in Northern Ireland who were getting treated like shit. And he won Nobel Peace Prizes. But the ki- that kind of stuff is happening right now in Belarus. You should check it out. Um, absolutely amazing stuff. So here's the thing. Lukashen- Lukashenko, right? The guy, the dictator who's staying in power, who's do- still doing speeches and people are booing him and stuff like that. Fair play to them. He said that the Russians are going to help me out here. Yeah, Putin and all that. You can see, like, if if Russia get involved in this election, that the EU have said they do not recognize the results of this election. The UK have said that as well. But then Russia go in to back up Belarus. (whistles) I pray that there's not another fucking war. But Russia already in deep water because they have a staunch critic. Russian man, Alexei... uh, Oh, it! I ringed it here in the paper. Alexei Navalny, again go to the news check it out it's in all the papers the russians have a track record of doing this alexei navalny is a staunch critic of the kremlin he's anti-corruption he's an activist over there in russia and he's trying to uh, he's been he has a very strong movement going over there in russia to try and bring about true democracy in russia what's happened to him he's on a flight from siberia back to moscow and he falls gravely ill and he's been poisoned. Then they wouldn't let him, um, his wife to see to see uh, him in the hospital. He's in a coma. His wife says, I want him out of Russia because I don't trust the Russian doctors because they're going to try and make it out that he wasn't po- poisoned. Finally, they managed to get him to Germany where he's still in a coma. But, like, talk about corruption. Like, the Ru- the Russians have, have killed so many, um, inverted commas, informers, former former employees of the, of the Kremlin and all that stuff like it's they've been poisoning people for the last few years on a regular basis it's absolutely crazy i hope the fuck they're not listening to this podcast but there's an activist who's looking for real democracy in russia he's been poisoned he's on death's door at this moment in time it's crazy So I mean, to follow that story as well. What a man. He's trying to get real democracy going in Russia because how the fuck has Putin been in power as long as he has, unless it's been a fix. But it's all happening in Eastern Europe right now, ladies and gentlemen. So check that out. And that's why, you know, John Hume is somebody who is somebody who's inspirational because he, he made things happen. It took him decades But there was a fix in the way that the government was being run in Northern Ireland so that unionists had the power and nationalists didn't have equal rights whatsoever. And by peaceful means, he managed to bring about equality for nationalists in Northern Ireland and stopped the violence as well. So thank you very much. Again, to everybody who listened to it and do spread the word on that. And thank you to all the patrons because I basically made a special edition for them on Patreon the, P- Patreon the previous week. And um, it, was, it was brilliant to do. And I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it and I was able to kind of test it out in the patrons first and give them a, a special episode before I, I release a different version of it out to you guys. So thanks to the patrons and uh, who uh, the, uh, welcome to the new patrons as well. I'm very grateful to you guys who do support me. It just helps me uh, to be able to do what it is that I'm doing. It's going to buy me my, my keto lunch. <laughs> This is how I'm making money at the moment. So um, if you've been thinking about um, uh, supporting me or if you're a regular listener to the show, please do click the link in the description to this podcast and go check out the Patreon page where you'll see extra videos, extra content, extra podcasts. Uh, And I am working on some new projects this week, which will go out on Patreon on Friday, which I'm excited to uh, release to you guys. So I hope you enjoy the new ideas that are coming out on Patreon as well. And... um, Thank you as well to Chris, actually. We talked about snoring last week on the podcast. An update on the snoring thing. My girlfriend got this kind of ring thing to put in her nose that holds her nostrils out. It has helped. It has helped, to be fair. It hasn't stopped it, but it has helped. Chris did get in touch about the snoring. She said, if you want to quit snoring or help your partner to stop snoring, read the book, Breathe. By James Nestor. It will change your life. I heard Terry Gross interview him on Fresh Air. He is all science and so interesting. My incredibly cynical husband, Mike, who is actually a friend of Jenna's, allegedly, even read it, and we are both sleeping the best of our adulthood. His methods cost zero dollars, except for I have to buy the book, Chris. Unless you want to email or send me a copy... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to our studio here in uh dublin seven no thank you very much i'm going to check out that book um and yeah to be fair my girlfriend's doing a lot better on the snoring she has had much more of a positive week um but uh we'll see we'll see um i, I think i will check out that book she's putting in a lot of effort to be fair to her which is actually probably four years too late but hey um, it has helped a little bit. But the sleeping on the back is an interesting... It, it's definitely... Anytime it does start again... She's back on her back. It's just... Who sleeps on their back, people? Anyway... I've ranted. I, I agree. I agree with you guys. I've ranted. I know that you check in with me... Because you want positivity... On a Tuesday. And you're going to get that... Because you have... A fantastic man coming up. Cornelius the comic has been on the show. Cornelius the son of him, He's been on it before... And this is a brilliant conversation because there's a lot in common that we have being parents, but being comedians, but also being the ones at home that are dealing with the kids. And subsequently, what we're finding out out there in the world, what you guys may not know of is that there's a lot of, there's even in my area, there's a lot of men at home raising the kids, but not just men at home, comedians at home raising their kids. So we talk a little bit about that comedic parenting skills, yeah, that's actually a thing. We had some brilliant ideas over the course of this podcast of projects that we might work on together. And um, Cornelius, you absolutely should follow him on Instagram. His Instagram is at CorneliusTheComic. He's got a new show, a new stand-up comedy hour coming out. It'll be played um, in the Kino in Cork, which is an iconic venue in Cork City in Ireland. It's a fantastic old-school cinema. Um, but they have a performance space there as well. And that's where he will be putting on his show um, in the next few weeks. Check out his Instagram to find out all the details with regards to that. It's a fantastic conversation where we talk about parenting. We talk about, co- we talk about the comedy industry and how it's, how it's difficult and the challenges that we're coming up against uh, now. We talk about his upcoming podcast that will be coming up soon as well. And we also have another conversation about Magic Mushrooms. Seriously it's a it's something that uh, Cornelius is well versed in and likes to talk about a lot and has a lot of experience in the field. but first and foremost this conversation is great crack. He's a brilliant man. Uh, check this conversation out. Thank you for coming along. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, please do email me at hello podcast at gmail.com. I always love hearing for you guys. But for now, over and out. Hopefully I'm in much more positive than mood next week. But here is my main man, Cornelius the Comic. Let's do it. Let's let's do this and let's do a whole podcast talk like this.
0: I love to do this. I I love podcasts. They're my favorite thing to do, bar
1: nothing. You know what? We sound like your man Khabib Nurmagomedov. How are you doing, man? Happy Monday!
0: Congratulations. How can I? I can never pronounce that surname.
1: I just call him Khabib. I know that's one yeah. of those things, that those useless uh, skills in life that I sat down one evening to do and like it just means I can go Khabib Naragomedov. That's, that's <laughs> I just sat down now and nobody's gonna correct totally. you like No <laughs> It's just one of those useless skills that I have. How's how's your month? Did I just see on Instagram that the, the lads are back to school today? Or yeah. one of them
0: back to school, yeah. yeah. Wow! Oh, yeah, just one of them. Just one of them. The other guy is just uh, the other guy is still at home, shitting, shitting all over
1: And uh, is this his first? So this is his this is Harvey's first time going to school. No, he was he.
0: Today. It's it's play school, so it's his yeah. it's, it's his second it's his second
1: term. All right. Um,
0: so he, yeah, but he was pulled out like the rest of them in March. So right. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of it's still just play school or kindergarten or whatever you want to call yeah. it, but um. Yeah, he's so cool. He just like, I see you
1: later, Dad. Bye. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> like literally,
0: didn't give you, you. couldn't wait to get rid of me, you know. So yeah, That's I was, Like
1: teary. Oh, really? Right. Okay. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Because I've have I've to, oh, better... to go through this for the first time in a couple of weeks now, and I'm like, I've been reading. I'm literally just before this call, I was reading through all the way that the preschool works and all that kind of stuff and the, you know the ethos of the school and all that kind of stuff and yeah it's all first time for me but of course you've been through it all sure look it, uh, it's yeah it's
0: just the parents like the parents it's, the kids really genuinely like uh, harvey just couldn't wait and they all think the hop and skip to go in there sure they're in there to play at school they're just playing you know
1: yeah
0: the parents they're being told to shut up Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. Shut up and let them yeah. go, and off you go. And we're having a sniffle on our own in the car afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous.
0: Is that painting
1: behind you from your daughter? Oh, yeah, it's not bad. We, just, we put it over our bed. Class. Uh, I just, I Harvey just, I has them like, in his room as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like there's there's a few of them all over the house because I mean we're just we're just not arse a ikea I think. <laughs> so, so we just and that one behind you is Harvey as well. Is it the the horses? The be- amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Framed, that's, that's he's framed it and everything. <laughs>
0: yeah, he actually fashioned that frame out of some driftwood um that he found from the the storm there last week. So yeah, he's multi talented.
1: No big deal, yeah. and he's only he's only three. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, he's only three. He's only three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So How we have that? high expectations. Yeah, so like, I wanted to chat to you a little bit, because you're the, there's actually loads of us out there, but it's not something that's talked about at all. Is comedians, mm. uh, comedians' uh, fathers mainly who are raising kids as well at home, and yeah. uh, there's a few like yourself, Damien Clark, Chris Kent, uh, who have made it work. Where Paul Crowley, Paul Ty Crowley, Kiki. there you, she's more like, there you go. Yeah. So, there's yeah. They've made it work. Or you guys have made it work. Being at home during the daytime and pursuing the comedy in the evening time. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? How do you find that? Or, <clears throat> um,
0: yeah, it's great. Um, it's like just, I, I suppose. Like I'm stuttering there, not to try and try and find the words, but like uh, you just have to love comedy as much as you love your own kids. I think <laughs> you nice. know. Um. I, I actually think thats that's probably the mathematical answer you have to like just want to do comedy bad enough that you're uh, you're willing to work hard on the business side of it as well as the um as the artistic side of it because much as, as much as we all know you just have to um if you're not getting the breaks we we'll say um that you think your talent might deserve we'll say you know? yeah. and if you're not get, if you don't have an agent or if you just haven't been spotted and you know yourself you've got a you've got a short kind of a period when you break onto the scene that to to be able to do that Um, so if that doesn't happen you kind of have to hustle for yourself and build your own kind of your own aim and that takes that requires a lot of hours of work like running comedy clubs running rooms doing your own shows trying out double acts failing a lot failing most of the time pretty much failure 99.9% of the time Um, but the uh, and for and for poorly poorly paid failure for a long period of time and then just until you just get there and the yet, um, but like I think if you were doing a regular job like if you were doing a, if you're an accountant or whatever if you're doing an, like like you're and you're and you're trying and you're trying, to, and you're trying to make it in in the world then you're trying to do three things you've got a job you're trying to do comedy and you're trying to raise your kids you know yes so yeah, okay, yeah 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 it's very difficult to to do. But it's just you have to take con- control of it, and you have to love it as much as you love your own family. I think, anyway, that's that's the way it is for me. But it's um, yeah, it's just kind of weird times, man. At the moment, isn't it? It's just uh, the way it's all evolving, like you know. Ah, so,
1: stop! It's like it's it's kind of I, I find it hard if I'm being very honest. Uh, like, and I I, th- I don't think com- people see this side of comedians as well as like being very honest. I find it hard to justify myself or wanting to to you know chase being a comedian or want to like on a date, like when something like this happens you know what i mean it's just i kind of yeah. find it because you can't for example like there's i'm doing inverted commas here for everybody who can't see like but there's some gigs coming back in the next couple of months for for me like personally and i'm like going yeah i mean i hope so but like they're also yeah. one or two gigs and then it's like but sure what what what, what am i going to do long term for me personally and then justifying that versus um Versus, I mean, we work our asses off at this, but then it's hard to compute it all in your head, isn't it? When it's like, well, you can't go to work now, so now what are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's a mind fuck.
0: Oh, it's, it's an absolute mind fuck. And it is like, um, you know, if, if, if people, it's, un, it's underappreciated. It's, it's underappreciated, not even, re- like, not even really recognized as an art as well, but like if you take all the fucking art out of society, you know, during, if you took all the art out of society during lockdown, like how grim would the world be if there was no yeah. music, if there was no, yeah. if there was no Netflix, like, yeah. you know, yeah. um, like how grim would it be? And then you'd realize, like, I know, I found it, like, at the end of the day, we're a little bit up our own holes as well. like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, or, yeah, well, that's, our, yeah. we're not saving lives, like, you know, but we're, yeah, we're yeah. not, like, we're up there with the accountants. I'm just using the accountants as an analogy for the conversation. Yeah. But we're up there with, we have a part to play, but like, um, when that's all been ripped away from you, it's, again, like, it's just coming back to the work side of it, you have to, like, I was only talking to another comic about this recently, like, you know, we were saying, fucking oh, house, this is shit, this is yes. shit, like, fucking, it was Mike Morgan, a fucking a great comedian, and, he, like, yes. like, he just won't show me the funny. he was going to be playing Electric Picnic, his comedy club was absolutely lifting, it took fucking, you know, 18 months to get it lifting, yeah. and now that's all gone, gone. straight away, yeah. Yeah. so, um, but he's, he just, double down on the work and put his mind to TikTok. And yeah. you now he's blown up on TikTok and he's yeah. like doing street stuff. And yeah, you know yourself. It's just, I do think it is like, you have to obviously be able to make people laugh in a room. That's the most important part of the yeah. job. Yeah. But if you have a family and if you want to raise a family, um, you have to be willing to just fucking work at it as yeah. hard as you can. Um. So that's
1: that's a great point. to you. Yeah, that's such a great point what you made about comedy not being considered art. Because part of what I love about being a comedian is that we're not part of the establishment of would you say like something that gets lots of arts funding, like um, anything festival wise, like a like theater, for example. Do you know what I mean? Like theater companies get a lot of arts funding, but part of part of what being a comedian. Well, for me was always was not being part of the establishment anyway was that you stood mm. outside of it and you took the piss out of it and you took the piss out of all sides and all that kind of stuff and we were free to say kind of say what it was that we wanted but then at times like this when you are being it's hard to be outside the establishment essentially because it's yeah. like oh yeah we're f- nobody's giving us fucking money to we kind see, of, I, I, I think
0: there was uh, i think as well with comedy is like you know if you were a comedian 30 years ago there were, you were possibly the only voice you know yeah. one of one of maybe ten thousand comics in the world you know who are who had that platform yeah. but now with social media with twitter with instagram with facebook everybody now is self-righteous every like we yeah. and we're we're upset that everybody else is, but like we're it's essentially we're the most self-righteous group yeah. you know um, and yeah. um, but like the the like the platform is there for everybody now to have an opinion like twitter i had to come off twitter there i came back i'm doing a show there in a few weeks or a few weeks so i came back on it for promotion but i actually had to just delete the app off my phone there a couple of yeah. weeks ago i was getting fucking violently just feeling yeah, from the boil of innocent. course
1: of course horrible. man oh it's horrible it's it's, and and, and there's, there's this weird thing that I found, I was only thinking about this in the shower, I do great thinking in the shower Cornelius, but I was only thinking this in the shower that we're, we're in a culture now because everybody as you said has that platform to say whatever it is that they want, that everybody's hopping on, it's, it's like a competition to who can comment on this funniest quickest and get the biggest viral hit on something so for example it was the trampoline issue with um, Stephen Donnelly Mm -hmm. last week and it's trampoline memes 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 memes. and like before the day is over a joke about trampolines is just completely unoriginal now it's like just shut the fuck up going like there's nothing there's no craft and then people want to talk about Des brought her up on the Waffle House I remember last week and I was just going to he was like how the fuck have you not been watching the news and I was like oh yeah but that happened this morning that's old now do you know what I mean It's it's not funny to talk about now no. It's like really that trampoline
0: last. lasted, that, that that whole scandal or that whole ridiculousness of the trampoline lasted two days because Golfgate came along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah.
0: like Golfgate will be that there's the, that's onto your mind now, the Hogan or Horgan or Hogan, whatever, yeah,
1: yeah. Phil, Hogan, Phil yeah. Hogan.
0: That the remnants of that are this are the start of this week. And you can be guaranteed by the end of the, this week there'll be something else that'll that they'll just bang at the, yeah. at the large masses to try and get them to. Yeah. to to tune in, but it's weird, man. It's weird times. It's definitely weird times, and and I think it's um I think it's it's challenging to try and be funny and original because like mm-hmm. as you were saying there, like you know the world seems to have an opinion now, and on Twitter for example, it's like these threads are hilarious. It's basically like um I have an I have a point of view, and you have a point of view, and it doesn't matter what your point of view is. I'm going to try and keep going until you recognize my point of view yeah. and accept yeah. that you're wrong so there's no there's no conversation there's no intelligence
1: no 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 and I like that that's the way that's the way the media work i mean i've talked about this at linkedin on the podcast before but that is the way social media works and i've like i've i've pulled back a huge amount in the last few weeks and and because I've become like I, this. Maybe this is a bit self righteous, but I've often, when it comes to work or creating stuff, it, for me, it was always like, I have to believe in it. I have to believe in, in what it is that I'm doing. And I have to, and, and I found more and more, like you're talking about that anxiety of going on Twitter and all that. Like, I found more and more of myself, like, I'm just doing this now, and I'm just saying this now so that people will respond to it. And social media becomes a thing that it's about getting the response, it's about getting the attention. And yeah. the quality just like, you know, as opposed yeah. to if you're a comedian who's created a set, who's created a, a, a stand-up comedy show, you're saying a lot more by all the different languages that are going on that show, from your body to, the, to any music, to the, sh- to the way that you say something, to what it is that you're saying. You've crafted this thing out, and that's why we love being stand-up comedians. And yeah. social media is kind of stripping that away and going, no, you better <coughs> have this in three words on a funny picture in a meme, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true, man.
0: That's so true, and like, um, and that's and that's what's been whipped whipped away essentially, like you know. Now I'm I'm I am doing a show in a couple of weeks' time in the Kino in Cork, but they've got a theater license and uh, it's a nice intimate venue and all that. Um, but like it, it's there like that's it's my second show in six months. At this time last year, I would have had like fucking 100 shows done in, in, yeah. in six months. You know, 100 gigs, yeah. not 100 shows, but 100 gigs. 100 gigs, yeah. For, would it be, you know what I'm talking about, like where you're yeah. doing like a, a variety of, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes slots of, just to work up to get your stuff done. But like, um, and yeah, it's just been whipped away and it's, it's a, it's a way of life that you built off, so, you know, you've worked hard to build up. Mm. But, have to look at the positives and like it brings it back to your first question As like i you know i had spent so much time with my kids this year yeah my two boys and particularly my youngest because like there's harvey's tree and hunter's one and um there's i Noel would look after hunter and i would look after harvey because you know, obviously they're both busy so even though i, I hunter was in our lives and you know i changed his nap at the time and we we play in the yeah yeah. There was I, I was I was looking after I was looking after Harvey predominantly. Yeah. But then lockdown came we had to leave our childminder go because I wasn't making any money from gigs and uh I I was in with the boy 12 hours a day and uh it was fucking hard. As hell. I say so yeah, yeah yeah. Oh my god it was the hardest job I ever had in my whole or I ever had in my life. But the bloody bond and the the love that I already, like, you know yourself, the love you have yeah. for your daughter is immeasurable, right? Yeah. But like, it just, it just seems to, it just seemed and is seeming to increase all the time now, you know? And yeah. it's like, so, I, like, even, even to the point where, and like, this is a selfish thing to say, but I'm not perfect. No one's perfect, like, you know, but like, you know, there would have been times, you know, pre-lockdown where you had been almost looking for excuses to, you know, to leave early, to go to a gig, you know, because the kids that might be getting on your... Oh, yeah, 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 You know, shit to do with dishwashers to be, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, definitely, you know, definitely... I'm it all the time, like... Yeah, you know, but like, it happens both ways, you know. It happens both ways, but like, you know, now I'd be of the opposite of opinion. Now I'd be like, I need to get this fucking kitchen in order so that when Noel comes right. down, we're going to have a great family time together. Wow. Um, you know, and it's just, it's been like, I don't know what it was, man. It probably was just a repetition of it for fucking 12 hours a day for four, for four months and, yeah. um, and 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 weed as well. And then on top of it, like, you know, trying to mellow it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A few smokes to mellow it out, like, but... Uh, yeah. so you yeah,
1: I was going to say, not necessarily a greater appreciation because not necessarily that you didn't have that in the first place, but there is this whole other world that it essentially isn't it isn't talked about for whoever is the home carer, whoever is raising the kids at home, be they male or female, that, fuck me, as you said, it's hard work. I
0: have never had a harder job in my no. whole entire, entire life, <laughs> and I have sold door-to-door insurance I've ran a bar. I've ran a cafe. I fucking was a car salesman. I was a window cleaner. You named the job. I yeah. sold, I, I was in fucking Abtran. I was tele sales. You named the job and I had yeah. been in it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, and I have never had, I'm starting a podcast on it. I went and got podcast equipment and literally what you were talking about at the start. Um, just talking about how fucking, um, like how difficult and amazing and challenging it is.
1: Um, not Being, to mention uh, the fact that as a that? Ma- as, as a man, as much as we might try, we don't have to throw breastfeeding on top of that, or or periods, or like, or the fact that we've given birth, so our body's recovering. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's it's still easier. Oh, we have, <laughs> like bi- biologically
0: we definitely have the um, we have the advantage there definitely like yeah. you know um, and there's no disputing there's no disputing that. But like uh, you know, and hats off. To, like one thing and I've talked to my mum about this I've like I've actually rang my mum about this I was like man <laughs> I, I just want to say thank you so much like it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it mustn't it mustn't have been easy like, actually, so like there was five of us and I was a cunt like no YouTube <laughs> no YouTube like thank you so much for fucking actually just keeping me alive and not murdering me man thank yeah. you so much here have some money you know um, <laughs> but like yeah, yeah like so I have none but admiration for anybody male female or fucking whatever you know yeah. it's a tough bloody job and yeah. uh, but it is and it's, and it's like it is financially unrewarding right mm. but um, like like it just goes to show how little money really matters like obviously you yes. need to be able to feed yourself and close yourself and keep yourself warm but like if we had if we had two sticks you know, for six months, myself and the boys would have had, would have would have not cracked out of that. It was just yeah, because we were yeah. with each other and yeah. stuff like that. I know there was there were days like I know I'm rambling on here now, so tell me to shut up if you want to. Like, but like <laughs> there were days there when we were when I was trying to sleep train Hunter, and I'm up since six o'clock, and it's like you know half ten at night, and the eyes are falling out of my head. Noelle's is doing a night shift, so she slept during the day and she's gone into work. So I, you have no like you're just and like. That's what, what all mothers did throughout fucking time. And we, most of us, just kind of went, like, yeah, shut up. Aren't you at home watching television? And <laughs> hand me out. Isn't it? What, what is my uh,
1: <laughs> where's my dinner?
0: Where's my dinner? For fuck's sake, shouldn't we have steak last night already? Like, <laughs> men are such
1: assholes, like. I said, you that know? the other day. <laughs> You did not say you that. Just you <laughs> know we had burgers 3 days in a row, but they were different burgers and I was like I don't no want another fucking burger. <laughs>
0: what do you fucking complain about eating burgers? I eat burgers every day from here until the end of time. If they're veggie burgers,
1: obviously. Well well yeah, there were there were veggie ones and fish ones and all that, but do you think do you think being a comedian I've definitely found in my relationship with my partner that co- comedy Gets me out of a lot of parenting holes. Being a comedian... I don't even think it's because it's a... Com- I think we were like born comedians. We were born funny. That was the way we work. But the amount of... Holes or situations that I can get out of. Like when my daughter was a couple of months old, changing the nappy, she used to like give out, as kids do, give out about the change of the nappy. But then I would, I'm not going to do the accent now because it'll be considered offensive, but I'd, I just put on this accent of a person from another country <laughs> while changing her nappy. And she used to just laugh at me fucking doing a stupid accent change. <laughs> so I was able to change the nappy the whole time, whereas her mom yeah. couldn't. You know what I mean? Do you, do you oh, find I, it helps I, you. I, yeah. <laughs> Comedy hacks in real life, is
0: it? Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Oh, definitely, man, definitely. Like, um, like if 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 Harvey's having a tantrum, you know, over something, you know, like uh, rather like you, I get you obviously you get down near your knees, you try and sue them and stuff like that. But if it's very bad, I just try and do like you know something silly, like you know my exactly. fully silly face, do a, like yeah. do a silly voice, fall falling down is a very good one. I'm like okay, oh, pretending to be yeah. angry and storming out the door and falling down, and. Yeah. Yeah, like definitely, like. But even even with Noel, like even with like, because Jesus Christ Almighty, there'll be times that you wanted to cry over the last six months, man. And there's plenty yeah. of times that I did fucking cry over the last yeah. six months. Um, and like just just with anxiety and shit. So like, you have to find the levity in in uh, in 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 every day. And I definitely think that, like, even you saying it there, like, you know, that's that's something that. It gives you kind of a renewed fucking feeling for who you are as well, you know, oh yeah, yeah, that's who I am i'm actually i'm I'm supposed to be fucking funny, and that's what I do, like you know I'm funny 'cause like some- like sometimes you can feel kind of like like, well, I don't know about you I can I speak to myself like obviously it's not my dream to be staying at home and minding my 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 boys for the rest of my life, you know, even though no, I absolutely love it, and I'm actually going to incorporate comedy around that, yeah. um, but it was it wasn't it wasn't the original. The original dream fifty-fifty. if i'm being brutally honest would have been the thing but like um that when that's taken away it's just great to be able to have it in your day-to-day arsenal just for fucking mm. advance and crack and just making your partner laugh and it is you're right you know. it is a,
1: it is about the, the day-to-day arsenal that's that's a great one the falling down uh one but oh mm. uh, yeah it's but you're completely the ability no i don't know about your partner but i i definitely find my my partner for example to have that comedic thing in your arsenal when a two-year-old is having a tantrum is fucking huge. It's huge, because mm. more often mm. than not, you can soothe them through the tantrum and the other mm. methods, the other parenting methods that they teach you in books. I don't think they put comedy in books. They probably should, like, but... We should write a book. We should write we should a book. Write a book. We should write a we book. We should write a book. <laughs>
0: Com- comic parenting. Yeah, we should. We'll do that. Let's do that. That's our project. That's, that's, Comedic- what, that's what we manifested now out of yes, the universe today.
1: nice. Comedic parenting. But the, yeah, the, fall, the falling down one is brilliant, because then often, like, she might be in a tantrum, and I'll, and I'll do the whole thing of, like... <gasps> You know, and then I'll run down the stairs and back up again and go, You're not gonna fucking. The pink elephant is in the kitchen again. And she's like, What is he doing back here again? Do you know what I mean? And it's not like. And just. But the falling down one is a brilliant one as well. But. But and you find,
0: you know, playing when you're playing with your daughter, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, this is another thing that, like, uh, that I, I, find is, and Noel often says to me, like, that you actually get into their world, oh, go yeah, into yeah. their world, yeah. and like, Noel often says, oh, I, I could never do that, and I'd be like, you could, you, you just, you just do it, and she, no, I just wouldn't feel comfortable doing it, but I think that's something right. that's great for the kids, you know, yeah. um, you know, that their dad is like, just being a part of their imagination and around to be a part of their yeah. imagination. Yeah. Because I don't know about your dad, right? Uh, I know your dad was a preacher. My, my dad was a very stereotypical Irish dad who would have, you know, worked six days a week. Um, if he was going to play with me, it would be for maybe, you know, half an hour or an hour on a Sunday, did yeah. a bit of hurling, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, There would be no hugs. There would be no kisses. <laughs> yeah, there would yeah, yeah. be no dressing up as a fairy princess. You know, that yeah, kind yeah. of carry on. Yeah, yeah. He did, not, he did nothing wrong. That was just the way it was. But like, Cult- That was uh,
1: culture, wasn't it?
0: Now, culture, uh, uh, like uh, I don't know what, like that's how we turned out then because of it. So we got to like we're responsible for the um the millennials. You know, I've got a 22 a year old son as well. You know, at the other yeah. end of it, who's like a total millennial altogether. Like, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I take the piss out of them on stage. So I think it,
1: there's an awful lot of responsibility uh, on us, Steve. Oh, I know, absolutely. Out. Do you find what you what? So you have your your eldest is twenty two. Do you find Huge differences in your parenting skills with your kids now versus twenty two years ago when you were starting mm-hmm.
0: out massive massive. Right, massive right 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 I thought you were going, the- mm, nah not really <laughs> <laughs> huge, totally different first of all um I wasn't with Dylan's mom, so he didn't live with me
1: right. so i was-
0: pa- I was parenting like kind of like I was a you know visitation that kind of carry on yeah yeah um, um but well, like w- all the way through, like a bar, I was out of the country working for a co- uh, for a year and a half. Um, but still, even then, like you know, communication through phone and coming home, fly- flying yeah, home, yeah. And stuff like that. But like, yeah. like all, like all the way up, all the way into your teenage years, going to matches, taking him to training, stuff like that. But like, it was occasions um, that you know that me may- that, that 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 it was mainly, and then the uh, like and weekends and stuff like that. So. Yeah. It was a totally different vibe. It was more of a kind of a trying to trying to parent, but like feeling feeling bad if you were being strict, so probably being less strict and
1: you right, know, okay. like
0: trying trying to give words. Like you'd have small pockets of time with them, and you'd be trying to give them wise words when they're like fucking fourteen, you know? Yeah, they just, yeah, they yeah. Want to play football or chase girls? Shifting. Um, shifting. Don't yeah. don't so go it, straight it,
1: in with the tongue for fuck's sake. For Christ's sake. <laughs> Watch a few movies. Yeah. So it's
0: so, so difficult now, like it's so difficult now for for for, for teenagers as well, like you know. So,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. The world is
0: weird, man. The world is weird.
1: Would you? Would in in? Were you still? Because that even that's even. I presume when he was born, all that's before your comedy time as well. Would you still have yeah. been using act like the crack in the comedy? Do you still look back on that now and go, Jesus, I was a, uh, I was I was making him laugh there. I was getting him out of a tantrum with it with a blah blah blah. You know.
0: Yeah, you'd always have a little bit of crack, you know, you'd always try to be fun dad, like, you know, um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so like it would be wall wall to wall crack would be my, would be the parenting style. Try and right. do that now as well, in fairness, like, you know, you're yeah. trying to be, you're, because if, when you do it, you're, when you're doing it as well, you're kind of in, you're brightening up your own mood, you're getting, in, you're having a yes. bit of crack, you're getting into it yourself, mm-hmm. like, um. Like obviously, there's there's moments where where it has to be a little bit more serious and like making dinners and fucking changing. Yeah, the boundaries. Like you
1: got to put the boundaries down as well. Like, of course, yeah, you yeah. got to put the boundaries down. We have the
0: naughty step for Harvey, like, and the threat oh, of yeah. the naughty step sends him into convulsions. Like, you know, really? He's, he's going on the naughty step. He's going on the naughty step. And like, just the threat <laughs> of it is, he's been put on it twice, and oh my god,
1: it's a heartbreak. Have you have you used the naughty step? No, we haven't. We've no oh. we. Yeah, but that's funny because when you think about it, I remember it as a kid, all right. When you think about it, it's just like, it's just a fucking step, isn't it? But the trauma step, of having to yeah. sit, on, yeah. sit on a step. Yeah.
0: It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've done it twice. Um, and then there's people like, like that's replaced corporal punishment, I suppose. That's what, like, we all got a smack. I got a smack. Yeah, yeah yeah. Anyway. yeah, yeah. And like my father would have got walloped and his father probably would have got fucking shot. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> that kneecapped knee-capped. <laughs> <laughs> kneecapped.
1: That's the it's generations it's just... of parenting in Ireland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. That so would be a funny in... that would be a funny sketch. That would,
1: yeah, that, yeah, that's that. Very good, yeah. fucking hell. right? We're yeah. doing that as well. So we've the book and we've the generation of parenting sketches, right? There we go. That's two things now. manifest the out of the universe. Thank the you. very last thing, twenty twenty, will be like uh, something about uh, vegan or organic, yeah, organic carrots or something. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Versus <laughs> the knee capping at the other end of the fucking thing. I don't know. Um, so come here, tell us about your show. It's fantastic that it that it's going ahead for, first and foremost. But you have a show mm. coming up. It's it's sold out. Um, isn't it? Mm. Or, if you, or a few. There's one table left. One table left. One, one, one table, table left. of
0: five left.
1: So um, uh, yeah, which seven, is that, amazing. Eight, you eight, you eight. must be delighted with that.
0: Yeah. No. Look. Listen. Let's not get carried away. Like the capacity is, is completely like it's it's forty seats. Like you know what I mean. Forty thousand <laughs> people,
1: ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Forty. Four hundred and forty thousand. <laughs> um, but it's like yeah. But it's it's, it's just uh, to be honest. It's um,
0: it's. Like it's interesting actually. Um I'm I'm gonna be running some shows. I was telling you this um on Facebook or on on Messenger last week. I'm gonna be running some shows out of out of the keynote. Um but like you literally cannot plan. You just it's so it's so difficult yeah. to plan. Like I'm actually like uh, like I the show itself is called one step forward, which is basically probably about twenty minutes of COVID material at the start and then like I'm gonna close out then with like the the stuff that I've been building for the last 10 years Stuff that I know yeah. that, 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 That's reasonably yeah. decent um, So, but it's like um, It's it's just uh, Yeah, it's just The the uncertainty of it Because like last week, it was on Oh and man, then I, was, I felt so bad on. I was
1: I was congratulating <laughs> you at one point Going, oh, his show is going ahead, congratulations That's amazing, Cornelius He's like, well actually it's fucking not because it's off again now. thanks you all." <laughs>
0: For those of you... It was on, it was off, it was, on, it was off four times it was Literally. on, and on. It, it, in, in two days, it changed, and then they came out with a definitive statement, but the definitive statement isn't worth a knob of goat shit, because, like, if, like kids are back to school now, so if COVID numbers start to go up over the next couple of weeks, they just call it off again, so I know, I'm I very am. kind of, I'm kind of, like, I know, like, like, friends and family are coming to the show, like, I'm not, like, you know, and there's a few, there's a good few tickets. Uh, for, that I don't know, but like I have about twenty people that I that I know that are coming to the show. People are weird about um, about going to gigs. Still, you see, even yeah, of on, course, like we we did a show there last month, and uh, it was very good, and it was it was six comics on, so it, we 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 ended up sold out. It was great, um, but then the following night they had um, music on there, and it was it was very sparsely um, um, attended. Attended, mm. yeah. And I was to the to, to the guy who runs this. He goes, he goes, yeah. Just people are kind of you know, people are just, they have to be very, very certain now that it's going to be, you know, um, like, uh, adhere to all the rules, you know. Um, So I'm very lucky that they're really on top of their game there in terms of that, like, you know, they have capacity for... Sorry,
1: just sorry, just for people who are listening from outside Ireland who don't know exactly, obviously everyone in the world is going through COVID-19, but what happened specifically last week in Ireland was they allowed indoor events to happen and then they were saying, well, actually, no, it's um, it's down to indoor events only for people for six people and then they changed it to well like but theatres are okay because theatres have a correct social distancing and then I don't know what the fucking end of it was then it was like well who's the theatre is it just because it's art council funded what designates a theatre etc etc and uh, there's some like I saw a music venue in Dublin literally put up on social media the other week kind of going look we're happy that we have the same size as a theatre space so we're going ahead with our gigs it's just like I don't mm. think that's how it works. I don't think you're dec- yeah. deciding we still need clearer, like... There's no point in yeah. them saying that, you know what I mean? Um, so it's been a mindfuck for, for everybody it, in, in the arts.
0: It has, man. And you're you you you're no different to me. You're in the exact same situation. I mean, you you were absolutely flying it, man. Absolutely flying it. And your shows were great. Like, for yeah. any gig I did with you, you were always just fucking crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. And you were only going from strength to strength. And, like, I I know other comedians, like... like Proper Irish comics working hard, working their asses off, and they yeah. like just, there's nothing there. No, you just have to create it yourself. And like yeah. everyone's saying, oh yeah, create it yourself. But like it's so hard to monetize that. Then like you know oh, how are yeah. you going to monetize? Like you you've got
1: your podcast. That's great. Yeah. You know you might do a ver- ver- yeah yeah. And I'm very grateful for the people that that, that do. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful that they do listen and that they do support it as well. But it's it's hard to pick You're know, not like people. I don't know if listeners understand sometimes or like b- being a comedian. We're doing. It's funny, isn't it, when you think about how hard it is to pay the rent to feed our kids versus, uh, uh you know, the actual moments that we do get on stage of being funny because mm-hmm. I think the audience will just look at and go, sure, it's a bit of fucking crack, isn't it, like, you know? Yeah. Sure, only um, he's hardly
0: getting paid for that,
1: does he? He doesn't <laughs> expect to get paid for that, does he?
0: Huh? <laughs> sure, good enough. <laughs> oh, he's like, he's not a comedian, all right? He's a comedian, all right? <laughs>
1: for fuck's sake. I know, it's, it's fucking... Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's madness. <coughs> the whole government guidelines of them for on under what basis are they saying that theaters are fine? Why do they have? Oh, for fuck's sake! It's all a <laughs> sham. It's all oh, a sham. Where shame. did that come from? Like, <laughs> like, I,
0: I'd like it, calling a spade a spade, right? I actually think it, like it's so stupid. If my gig wasn't going on, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I can understand why they're closing the theater. You know, like obviously yeah. I'm invested in it. I want the gig to go ahead. You know, but like, uh, you know, that you can have two hundred people into a church, but you can only have fifty. Into a theater, and then my son plays my, Dylan. My uncle, older son plays with, with uh, like our, our our local team. I've gone yeah. to all these matches, all these like, and uh, they're playing championships next weekend. No spectators outside. <laughs> You're outside in the fresh air. No spectators. It's crazy. But you can have You can have 200 at mass right next to the pitch. You know they can be coughing and sputtering. So it's um and I, like, indoor, just, is just, indoor is the problem.
1: Indoor is the problem. Like. Hello Hello oh, Miho Miho Miho
0: So you put Steve.
1: Honest to God. I know I know. but looking forward, like say positively that it does go ahead and all that kind of stuff, you've written 20 minutes of COVID stuff, like and like hmm. obviously as comedians, we have to go on stage to work this stuff out, but you're just going yeah. out there and doing it. <laughs> Good man. You oh, look at it! He just turned the camera around, ladies and gentlemen, and we have we are looking at what is exactly what a comedian's desk looks like. A mess full of notebooks, <laughs> like way too many notebooks that we don't understand which notebook is for a fucking what. But we said, do you know what? Do you know what I need to do? I need to start another notebook. That's what that is, right? And they are I all full. They're full of writing. <laughs> this is this is the room i'm inside
0: here now like right? I come in here for kind of like uh maybe two or three hours a day and I just yeah. going trying to trying to figure it out trying to figure out what I'm gonna do I have it kind of fairly figured out but like the main the main thing that i'm that I'm actually worrying about is the first 15 20 minutes which is new brand new stuff and as you said it has like it is genuine like there's no open mics to fail at it there's no like yeah. so it's actually a little bit of pressure because You know, as I said, I have about about 10, 15 uh, people that I know that are coming, like, and they're going to fucking laugh no matter what I do. But then there's Mm -hmm. the people that I don't know who are coming. And you know, I just want to try and make sure that it's uh, it's funny. But I think it's funny. In fact, it is funny. It is amazing. It is, it is great. It I is love famous.
1: I love Cornelius's comedy. If you haven't seen him, you're mad. And I've thought, also brilliant on, on on social media. Very funny. But I remember seeing you in particular. My I just don't want to give it all away. But basically, the bit is going is about going down on your on on your misses. And Jesus, like it seemed. Number one, it seemed to go on for forever. But it was the fun, like you <laughs> got so much <laughs> comedy out of going down <laughs> with your wife for so fucking long, and oh my god, it was amazing. And <laughs> so I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Well, how would you? How would you describe? Is your comedy is it observe? Absurd, Observist or like? Would you even fucking try to put it in a genre? Or I don't know. Or just made it. Yeah, I don't honestly know. like.
0: I, I actually don't know. Like I, I remember when I started comedy, I wanted to be like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm alternative. An alternative, <laughs> and I think a lot of the reasons, yeah. i think a reason I would have kind of put myself into that fucking straitjacket was that um, I thought you can actually kind of fail as an alternative comic, like for a long time. Like, you yeah, know, you've been, like yeah, if yeah, you're, yeah, yeah sure, they're not supposed to last. You know what I mean? They're not supposed to laugh. That's so, such a <laughs> Like that's the whole thing. Like I actually don't want anyone to laugh. You know, that's, that's funny part humor. of it, you know. Yeah, but you're headlining and there's, everyone's having to bring in people. You know, there's, there's a room of 60 people. Yeah, they're not supposed to laugh, okay? It's a comedy night. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, yeah, I would have put myself under that umbrella. But I think um, I don't fucking know. I do poems. I do, um, I do bits. I do, like, uh, one-liners. Um, and I have stories and stuff like that, and I try like with this. Now I'm just trying to fucking mesh it together so that it makes sense. That it's not like ramshackled all together, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think I think there's that's kind of the way most people write their 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 stuff anyway. Is like yeah. they're like meshing their bits together to make sense, you know? Did you always down um, the years,
1: though, the ten years of it? Did you were you always trying to experiment and kind of go? Oh, I want to see if these poems will work, or this sketch idea will work, or this will? Did, were you? Because I feel I was at that point. Bit like before lockdown happened where i was really kind of going right the next thing i'm gonna write i'm gonna to have to push the boat out here and just try all sorts sing a song uh fucking dress up kind of like like just really just go try experiment and fail it all you know
0: oh man that's the fun that's yeah. the fun right there I, I like i was in i was in a double act i was in a mind reading double act called the supernatural right. Brothers, yeah. which is comedy and, and mind reading and we did shows all over the country um it was fucking unreal crack, unreal crack. We're talking about, uh, Pete, I fucking, was groomed at my wedding. He was the other supernatural brother, a good friend of mine. We're talking about coming back and maybe doing some more shows there recently. Brilliant. Um, I fucking, I like, I, like, I ran the Cocoa Club, so I was always able to, you know, try different things out all yeah. the time. Um, but like, I think that's the fun. Like, I did musical comedy, I do poetry comedy, I do fucking, I, uh, like anecdotal comedy, just try it all and kind of yeah. put it together and make it smart. Yeah. But like, um, yeah. like you know, like comedy's so subjective. Like, really, isn't it? Like, you know, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, totally. I like, I think people don't talk about that enough because I hear. Yeah. Like, some people just talk about stand up comedy as it's just one fucking thing. And then mm. when they when people don't when audience don't like a comedian, they'll get quite fucking nasty about it, like. But it's just yeah. it has to be treated like music. You like bands, you don't like bands. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's as simple as that, like. I mean if you go to a Michael
0: McIntyre gig, you're gonna be laughing, you know, you know, five, six times a minute, you know. Yeah. You are. But if you go to a Stuart Lee gig, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna laugh maybe 10 times in his set, in his 15 mm. minute set, you know, but oh. you'll enjoy every word mm. and every sentence yeah. and every implication and every, you know, you'll enjoy it on a, on a, it, e- it's, a, a even, it's a different yeah, meal. It's a different meal. That's yeah, it's a different meal. That's a great way. It's a different meal, yeah. you know, um, and some people would like, you know, there's, there's Roy Chubby, Roy Chubby Brown, you know, you've got fast yeah, food, yeah. you've got like a home cooked food, or you've got a gourmet cooking, whatever.
1: Did you work? On, pasta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pay, fucking penny pasta. Did you Give me uh, a me a penny pasta? <laughs> Did you work on when you were thinking about like um you're on stage uh Persona or look or did you work that at all did you develop that at all did you because sometimes I put a lot of thought into it and then I thought I've completely <laughs> constricted myself here or maybe I should try something else like like I'm enjoying having fuck this stupid fro in my head right now and I'm like well that yeah. actually adds to the way I'm talking about something all of a sudden do you know what I mean <laughs> Like, yeah. Did, yeah, have you thought about all that kind of stuff and worked that kind of stuff as well you know I don't think I did for a long time
0: I, I don't think I did for, for a long time but I, I definitely would have been thinking more about it in the last two years um, I'd just be watching I suppose more successful comedians um, that I admired we'll say and how they conducted themselves you know prior and post gigs and like because you know yourself if you want to be great you look at you know people who you think are great of course and see how you can see how what you know what habits that they have that you could perform so I, you know I think um, I mean if you look at like uh I, I don't know if you look at, I suppose, Richard Pryor. Like he's like he, he definitely was, had that I- iconic red uh, mm. going on, um, and yeah. you know you had you know like Bill Hicks in, in all in black. Bill Hicks, like I love yeah. Bill Hicks. Like I mean, yeah. like you know he always wore similar. Clothes. I see it in Irish comics as well. I see like uh, even Eddie Malarkey always had the same kind of stuff on when he was doing. Yes, when he was yeah. yeah. Young. Uh, Mike Morgan and it would always wear a suit. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, Alice Spittle was always she'd always have like kind of she'd always have a kind of like a, a real kind of quirky kind of um yes. uh like kind of grungy, quirky kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's definitely something that I that I would was looking at, but I don't know. I think like I, I wore a suit when I get there now the last night and um but I, I suppose I always wear a baseball hat. I suppose yeah. I always wear a baseball hat. So maybe yeah. that's I don't know, again, like I it's probably something that like that, I I don't put enough attention to, but um, you're I probably will now.
1: I'll never forget Seinfeld talking about. I mean, it was probably a, fi- a, fl- a flipping comment, but it was in one of the episodes of comedians and cars getting coffee, and he talked about comedians with beards or without beards. And somebody had made the comment basically of kind of going, No, comedians shouldn't have beards, we're the ones we put them on for the laugh, as in like a mustache or whatever that. But your beard, I know <laughs> it's a weird topic to get into but it's something that you for me anyway is used fantastically comedically because you you you've got an amazing uh, character in your face your eyes and your because I th- I think sometimes if I get too much of a beard because it's so dark it kind of covers expression up a little bit more but your your beard is so expressive it's so like <laughs> it so waves around and it compliments the big smile and you do fantastic stuff with your eyes as well it's so animated I just think it adds to the whole thing so that's the one oh, chill, anytime man. I think of that Seinfeld uh, thing about no 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 we don't have beards I'm like have you seen Cornelius the comic use his beard <laughs> <laughs> I think because that, yeah. that that's that's my abiding memory for example of the going down on your wife bit is your beard your beard is the funny it's so funny in that <laughs> moment <laughs> yeah
0: Oh my god! I, I think I'm closing with that bit, but I, that was that was when well, that's a relatively new bit. That's just about um, that was brand new. I think it was the first time you layers. tried
1: it out. That's right. You're yeah. trying to do something. <laughs> that was the first time you're doing it. Yeah.
0: yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm actually thinking of sh- I, I'm thinking of shaving it off No, no, you're talking about the beard. Like, I'm really? Just like anyone else. Like you're growing your hair. I'm thinking of shaving my beard off. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could always grow yeah. it again. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. No, I don't know. I do like it. I, I and I have. Um, like, and I work with a with a company down in West Cork um, as well, uh, doing a bit of promotion for them for their um, for their products. So
1: shout I, out I do, to West actually, Cork Beard Company.
0: West Cork Beard Company, yo. They're a great company. Check them out. Honestly, God, they do beard oils and beard brushes and gels and butter now as well. Like if you want if you want to look after your beard, like I do, please yes. check
1: out the West
0: Cork Beard Company.
1: West Cork, West Cork Beer <laughs> Company. Listen, let's—we've only got a few minutes left, unfortunately. That went very fast, but uh, please do tell us you are starting a podcast, which I'm delighted about. I'm very excited yeah. to hear it. Um, do you want to yeah. tell us a little bit about that?
0: It's like I don't—I I think it's going to be conversations with Cornelius. I think that's what I'm going to call it, but I'd like that, that might change. And it's just it's just going to be basically just about being a dad, and I'm going to be interviewing dads that um, that that I know myself. And um, once a month, I'm going to get my wife onto the podcast as well oh, to get brilliant. a female, and that will give a female perspective. Which, so basically, she caught me out of my shit if I'm fucking you know
1: or oh, whatnot, brilliant. and she's great. So that'll kind of add a bit of
0: balance to it as well. And uh, there'll be episodes with, uh, please God, you'll come on yourself. Oh, and, I'd love um, to.
1: I'd absolutely love to.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's that's literally it. I'm just talking. Listen, I just w- want to I want to get going on something else as well because if if one thing this pandemic has, has taught me is like you need to diversify, have yeah, you know have lots of lots of irons in the fire. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm after buying a few irons and uh, we'll set a <laughs> few
1: fires around the place. <laughs> um, that's uh, brilliant. So when when's it coming out? Do you know? I got all the equipment. I'm all set up to go. Um but
0: what we're going to do is we're going to just learn the logistics of it. You send me a very good tutorial video and I really appreciate that, man. And really that, wanted to say thank you for that. So,
1: now, um, now so let's let the, let, let's, the, the listener, let's let the listeners know that it's like I didn't send him a fucking YouTube fucking tutorial like that somebody shows you how to do. I made him one. Like that was he me did. in the tutorial video, which I, I was and impressed with myself, awesome. I have to say. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's That's it was absolutely good, awesome, man. Yeah, very <laughs> so uh-huh. I, I i'm just going to do a few practice ones and stuff like that and get all the get the name right and get all the branding right and yeah, get like brilliant. you know try, try and get it try and launch it properly you know that's going to carry on so
1: like in the um, next month or so or whatever
0: i'd say i like i'm not yeah it, i'm hoping i'm like once i focus a hundred percent like i'm to be honest what i'm doing at the moment is i'm kind of focusing most of my attention on the show which is on a of two course of night, course I, yeah i i know i know the way i am i'd probably like like be tw- like 12 hours after the show, thinking about, okay, let's get the podcast going on, you know, that mm. kind of way. So mm. I would say, I, I don't want to put a date in it just in case I... I yeah, of course, of say. course. I would say very soon, all right, Mike.
1: But we'll watch. We'll watch out for it, and of course, we'll be promoting it. Twelfth of here. September, okay? The twelfth of September. All right. You got your <laughs> fucking you? day, All right. He's <laughs> the pressure there. Um, and the one thing I want—the last time we talked about it very briefly—and I forgot—I forgot to mention it earlier on <laughs> here was the um, the whole uh, the mushroom trips uh, and all that situation, and uh, yeah. people were fascinated by that. Absolutely fascinated by that.
0: Well, I tell you, man, I've had some unbelievable psychedelic adventures in the last six months. I've wow. gone on, I've gone on five psychedelic psilocybin uh, outside uh, in nature, up the Ballyhora Mountain for one of them, wow. down in down in West Cork for another one, and then just in my general kind of area here. Then and one at home as well, and. Uh, profound bloody experiences like still still like i possibly have done one too many to be totally honest with you because like <laughs> you you need to to like really to do like i like and it's, it's obviously the circumstances of the time of year. it's like yeah. everyone's locked like was locked up and stuff like that so you know and, um but like you probably two or three a year is probably enough because you need time after to assimilate what you learned and to yeah kind of like like there's stuff that have just that just just a, like I don't know I know you, you've never have you ever taken magic mushrooms d- have you ever I taken d- truffles or anything
1: like that I did Um, well I, d- I don't think it was like a, uh, to be fair now it was like one of the longest trips I've ever had but it was 2008 in London and it was a legal high thing it was like it was. he said it was yeah. mushrooms in a tablet thing and to be honest we thought it was bull- we took it and we thought it was bullshit and it was like four hours before it kicked in and actually kicked in yeah. when we ate something and then it was just like, Jesus, the yeah. the world went into like extra three D and uh we went I was in a band at the time and we went it was my cousin Ray and um we went upstairs. It was there was a house party going on, we went up to a room on our own with the guitar and the 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 the, the notebook and just started riffing and playing and we God, this is the most amazing stuff ever. And listen back to the recording the next day, and it was the fear. is like delete that now, delete that now. Um, but it was, uh, but so I don't, I don't know if it was a genuine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A, a proper, um, how would you say, like a natural experience with regards the substances, because it was a pill, you know. Yeah. So. Um, so I, yeah, you know. and I, I definitely took in back in the
0: day. I definitely took some of those headshot stuff as well, and they're kind of hit and miss. And some of them are quite dark. I remember they like they have some like dark synthetic stuff there like you know acidy type stuff that i i never i never i never really dabbled too too much in that i am more into natural stuff like yeah like actually like 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 liberty castle like stuff that you can like you that you know came from a grow kit that you grew that you know some that grows or yeah, you know yeah. you picked wild yourself but um yeah. like if they're much more natural you'll kind of you kind of come into it it becomes like that valley adventure it was i went with a couple of friends of mine and um like and one of the guys that was with us it was uh, um, yeah, it was his first time ever experiencing it and um, it was something out of a dream is the only way I can explain it like we all came together we all bonded on a le- on a, like a, a a level that is just so difficult to vocalize afterwards and even when we're with each other now there's an energy between the three of us wow. and there's a kind of a safeness within a, we, um, in our company and we like we've since you know, since the trip, we've actually become even closer. You know, and um, almost like a brothership, like you yeah. know, out of just what was a friendship to yeah. experience something. But I have to say, doing it in nature and 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 beside water is the most spiritual experience of all time. I took I did another one there recently down in Kerry, um, on a walk called the Kerry Way, which is like, and I'm a fairly experienced person doing them, so I. I like you, I, I took it enough that I was able to have a, a trip but without being, you know, for want of a better word, like, you know, just um, careless, you know, yes. that kind of way. But yeah. but like people would say, Oh, you you didn't do it properly if you weren't careless but like, yeah, I, I knew I knew what I was doing and where I was yeah. going prior to it going on, you know, that kind yeah. of way. And um but like just the scenery and there was like a lot of waterfalls beside it and I while I was in it I'd do a thing where I'd meditate beside beside the waterfall and close my eyes right. meditate in the in the trip. And like the meditation might be like thirty seconds or forty seconds, like a real brief meditation, but it would yeah. be the most intense experience yeah, yeah. Uh, and and time just evaporates then as well, Steve, and you just get these insights into into things that you know they're like just like doors that are opened that were that are closed in your mind that and that are forever opened you know right. um afterwards and I think it definitely helps. Like, I mean, there's there's a lot of scientific evidence behind it. it helps massively with depression, with PSD, yeah. It helps great with addiction. It's um, it's it, it, unbelievable for creativity. Um, right. Like, I mean, you're talking about your creativity there now. Like, wanting to experience other things. Like, I mean, like, I'm not recommending it. Everybody's different. Do your own research. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, don't come to me. Fuck off. In fact, for me, I'm, and I, <laughs> you know, I do my I do my own thing. Yeah. Um, uh, like. But like do your own research, figure it figure that all the information is online, you know, yeah. everything you can see is on, on YouTube and uh but it is for me it's something that I, I I do uh on a on a reasonably a much more regular basis this year, but um uh that's only because of lockdown really. Yeah. But like a kind of a spiritual thing, you know, maybe twice, three times a year. I, I yeah. sometimes do it by myself and sometimes I do it with with with, with people that I know and um I couldn't recommend it higher, high, highly enough. You
1: know what's what are some yeah. what's what are some of the tangible things that you can take from that afterwards? Like you were saying, like obviously, if you have a brotherhood, a friendship with other people, a bond. Now that's that's obviously a huge tangible thing that you have straight away because you have people that yeah. you can confide in, you can talk to, you can you know express on deeper levels straight away. So that's obviously one one huge thing.
0: Well, I wouldn't be perfect, right? I, I definitely wouldn't be what? a perfect human. Yeah, yes, I, I definitely wouldn't, and, I, and I've been, and, and, and you know, yeah, in the past I would have been fucking, you know, I could have been fucking, uh, you know, a variety of fucking things that I wouldn't be proud of, do you know what I mean? But yeah. like in general, in general, I would consider myself to be a good human, you know, yes. at heart, you know, yeah. but like, uh, but one thing that I always felt that I, I, I didn't have as much as we we'll say other people, particularly in my family would be empathy. You know, I would have, I would have empathy. I would have empathy, but I wouldn't have the same amount of empathy as my sister. You know, Uh, or or you know, or another friend. And I, and but I, I would have, I would be empathetic to a certain level. But there was a a a trip that I took about three years ago, when we were living out in a rented house out in the countryside, out in North Cork, in my garden and um, We rented this lovely uh, uh, old house, and there was, there was a big, massive garden at the back that with loads of trees and stuff like that. And Harvey was was just born. Harvey was about maybe five, four or five months, and so Noel was was minding him, and I went outside. She knew all about this. I was, yeah, yeah. that blah, 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 all safely. Uh, the gates are locked. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it like like I put, put yourself into a safe, comfortable environment. Yes, and. Uh, I ended up on, like, just in, on my on, on a patch of maybe six six or eight foot by six or eight foot lawn in in a full blown conversation with three trees at the end of the garden. Right, like a proper conversation where yeah. I was communicating with tree with trees. Okay, and something happened to me that uh, on that particular trip that has lasted with me and still lasts with me now is my 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 uh, my empathy levels are much more than right. what you are. So I actually, and I, and in a way I'm kind of cursing it because I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm affected a lot more now. If, someone, mm-hmm. if something nasty happens to me, it stays with me, you know, like it, 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 ugh, the heart goes deep, but I'm, in other ways then it's, it's, it's massive. Like, I mean, I've got, you know, the, just the love and, um, mm. I don't know. Just a, just a, d- a deeper love with my kids. Even that experience with the lads in Ballyhoras that I was open to being able yes. to be like that with with right. men, which is like you know when you're when you're with, a, with with um with guys, like the last thing you're gonna do is say, "Man, you know, I fucking love you."
1: Yeah, I yeah. Bloody
0: love. I bloody love you. Like, yeah, You, know? you yeah. can say it to your girlfriend. You can say it to your wife. But like, you could have a best friend for twenty five years, and you're like, you know, you're just like to say those words and to mean it and to look into it, and you know, like mm. is um. Yeah, it's it's a powerful thing, especially when it's looking, when it's sent back, and it's like you know yeah. you share something, and it's you know I think they're but they're starting to declassify them now, you know, um, uh, in Canada, and there's talks of them being declassified in America. Like I mean, they're they're extremely. You have to obviously put yourself into the right environment, but they're extremely yeah. beneficial for for humans. And they're not. Na- so they are natural ways. as well, like, and they're natural. They pre-exist yeah. dinosaurs. They pre-exist yeah. the dinosaur. So you know, um, and they're intelligent. They communicate with each other. They, they like they, they they're so good for the environment. They, they fight disease. They have mm. like so like not just like um, magic mushrooms, but like mushrooms in general. They're like like they they're one of the only plants that hold vitamin D. Very difficult to get vitamin D from a food source. You have to get it directly from the sun. They actually, um, I was taking. Uh, mushroom tablets during lockdown just to get my vitamin D in during the winter you just, rem-
1: just reminded me that I didn't take my vitamin D this morning <laughs> mm. <laughs> I have it in a spray but I do have to take it uh, oh. I do have to take it on listen man it's been as as usual it's been an absolute pleasure and a joy um, thank you so much that's fascinating a stuff pleasure. there which I will be actually researching more into um, and yeah. uh, everybody follow on Instagram Cornelius the comic on Instagram show coming up in the keynote only one table left and uh, watch out for uh, conversations with Cornelius coming out very soon. Cornelius, man, thank you so much.
0: I pleasure, Steve. Thank you so much.
1: Hi.